0: Good evening friends, I am delighted to come your way again in a time like this. I want to sincerely appreciate the Lord God Almighty, the creator of the heaven and earth, the one who is in charge of our soul, the one who formed us in our mother's womb, the one who has protected us from birth and is still protecting us to today, the one who gave us the Holy Spirit to be a guide, to be a teacher, to be an advocate, to be a lead to us. That is the Lord God Almighty. I want to appreciate him this evening. I want to give him all the praise, all the glory and adoration may his name alone be praised forevermore through jesus christ our lord amen praise god hallelujah the lord is good praise the lord i welcome you all to this meeting this evening and it is my prayer for you that the lord god almighty will bring understanding into your hearts The Lord will flood your heart with lights. Revelation will proceed from the word you are going to be hearing this evening. In the name of Jesus. Clarity is your portion. Healing is your portion. Deliverance is your portion. In the name of Jesus. Confusions are going out of your heart right now a wrong desire, wrong intents, wrong thoughts and imagination. They are paving way for the lights and the revelation of God now into your heart in the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, you are welcome. Move amongst us tonight. Speak through me. Speak through me. Speak through me. I bring myself down so that Christ can be magnified above me. Take all the glory, Lord God Almighty, over this meeting tonight. May your people not go back the same way they have come. I refuse to speak from my own wisdom. I refuse to speak from my own knowledge. Therefore, Lord, do not permit me to speak of myself, but to speak of you to speak your heart, and what you have told the Holy Spirit to ask me to teach your people, to tell me to, te- to teach your people. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. All right. Um, today, we are going to be starting a new series. Praise the Lord. We are going to be starting a new series which I titled... The cost of discipleship. The cost of discipleship. Now, Jesus Christ told the crowd that was following him, he told the disciples, those who followed him, that no one that wants to follow me No one that wants to be my disciple. Of course, that's what the word disciple means. The word disciple means one who is following, right? One who is a follower. One who is a student, a learner. That is who a disciple is. Praise the Lord. So Jesus Christ, when he was on earth, during his earthly ministry, when he was beginning his ministry he called the twelve disciples so luke chapter 10 also told us that he called for another 70 and the ministry continued like that jesus christ told those who were following throughout his ministry that the way to keep following him of a true is to deny yourself of all worldly pleasure. To deny yourself of all that pertain to this world so that you will be able to follow me. That was what he told them. During the course of this class, I'm going to... Walk us through some scriptures. We're going to be looking at the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Mark. Because what we have today in the world, or what we practice today as Christianity. What we call today as discipleship is not really what it is according to the Scripture. It is not really what it is. I'm going to read the Scripture out to you. And we are going to examine the Scriptures together by the grace of the Lord that is being supplied for this teaching. The discipleship we have in the world today is different from the one that Jesus had when he walked through the earth, when he was here on earth carrying out the assignment that the Father assigned to him to fulfill before returning back to heaven. The discipleship we have in the world today is without a cost. The discipleship we have in the world today has nothing to do with following. The discipleship we have in the world today is not a discipleship of learners. Praise God. It is not. A discipleship of students who are eager and hungry for the Word of God. Praise the Lord. That is why we have Christians, disciples, believers who tend to be following Jesus Christ, but are not. Why? Their discipleship have cost them nothing. Their following has cost them nothing. Yes, it has cost them nothing at all. True discipleship has a cost. Jesus Christ never told the disciples that there is no cost in following him. But today, what we have in the world is discipleship without a cost. The discipleship without a cost. Praise the Lord. Now, turn with me to the book of Luke to start with Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14, and I will be reading from verse 23. Sorry, I'll be reading from verse 25. Yes, I'll start reading from verse 25. I'm going to be reading from the Living Bible. The living Bible, so that we can have a clearer picture of this teaching. Praise God. And have a better understanding of what the Lord is trying to communicate communicate to us in this season. Luke chapter 14 from verse 25. I read. Great crowds were following him. That was Jesus. He turned around and addressed them as follows. Great crowds were following him. He turned around and addressed them as follows. So you will agree with me, they were those who were following because of the miracles that were happening. There were those who were following because of what they were looking forward to eat. Because it was filled with both the disciples and missed multitude. So, he said, great crowds, Not everyone there was ready to follow, but the Bible told us that it turned around to address them so that if you really want to follow me of a truth, make this decision now. Of course, we also have it in the church. We have disciples in the church and we have the mist multitude, we have the crowds, so, if Jesus Christ had them, had the missed multitude, had the crowd during his earthly ministry, the church of today will not be far from having missed multitude. Those who are not um, willing and have not settled in their heart to follow Christ of a truth. So, what does this uh, verse 25 of Luke chapter 14 try to show to us is this, that there were a large number of persons who were there. And you will agree with me, it was not every one of them that was ready to follow. Like as I told you before, some were following because of the miracles that, was, that, that, that were taking place some because of food. So, other things brought them there, not because they really want to be followers. Praise the Lord. Verse 26. Anyone who wants to be my follower must love me far more than he does his own father. Mother. Notice there is a command there. Wife. Jesus was specific. These statements that Jesus Christ was making here were specific statements. Nothing was painted at all. Children. Brothers. Nothing was painted blood nothing the whole secret was revealed this was not parable this was not illustration praise God but this is what Christ wanted his disciples to do brothers or sisters yes More than his own life. Otherwise, he cannot be my disciples. I take it again. Anyone who wants to be my follower must love me far more than he does his own father, mother, wife, children, brothers, or sisters. Yes, it doesn't end there. More than his own life; otherwise, he cannot be my disciple. Praise God. The New King James Version. Um, we say you have to hate The Old King James Version also have that other other um, a translation of the Bible. Make use of that word hate. Alright? That word there, hate, means you cannot love me more than anything that is earthly. Praise God. You cannot, sorry, you cannot love earthly things more than me. Your parents are earthly, your children are earthly. Your mansions are earthly. Your brothers and sisters are earthly. So you can't love the things that are earthly more than me. You see, that, that, is, already, that is already a cost for this great call to follow Christ. Praise God. In Luke chapter 10, we're told that there was a young, rich ruler who came to Jesus and said, What must I do to secure eternal life? What must I do so that I will have eternal life? And Jesus asked him certain questions about the law of Moses and all of these laws he has kept he has observed diligently that Jesus Christ said one thing you lack and what is that? Say all your property sell all your earthly things all your um, earthly material give them to the poor then come and follow me Come and follow me. But what was the outcome of that discussion? The Bible said the man left in Suru because he was not willing to give up. He was not ready to make any sacrifice to follow Jesus. He said, he left in sorrow. The man left with a sad countenance. Why? Because of the costs of discipleship. If following Christ does not cost you anything, then therefore means that you are not following Christ. Yes. Therefore means that you are not following Christ. Now look at verse 27. And no one can be my disciple who does not carry his own cross and follow me. You have to deny yourself. Cross represents self-denial. What are the things you have to deny? All your worldly passions all your worldly ambitions, Christ said you must let them go for me. You must let them go so that I can have my place in your life. You can't leave them halfway to follow me halfway, but you must have to leave them fully. Praise God. Anyone who wants to be my follower, verse 26 of Luke chapter 14, must love me far more than he does his own father. Your passion, your desire to follow Christ. No wonder he said, I have not come to bring peace on earth, but I've come to what? Kindle fire. so that father will turn against their sons and, and, and mother against their daughter and daughter against mother-in-law. Why? Because of the decision that people have made to follow Christ. Their family members are going to go against them Praise God. Their family members are going to be against them for following Christ. Why? Because of the separation. Why? Because of discipleship. Because Jesus Cannot take the second place in the life of any man that really wants to follow him of a truth. He must occupy the first place. And that call for what? Self denial. And your family wouldn't want you to walk in that self denial. That is where the separation starts from, that is where the persecution starts from. For Jesus Christ said, and no one can be my disciple who does not carry his own cross. Your cross comes with affliction. Your cross comes with tribulations. Your cross comes with rejection. The same way Jesus Christ was rejected and what a burden when he faced the cross, his own cross, for my sake and your sake, so that we can be redeemed and brought back again to Christ, and be redeemed and brought back again to the Father. Praise the Lord. So there is a cost, C-O-S-T. There is a cost for any product that you want to enjoy, for any goods you desire to own. There is a price tag that goes with each of those products or goods, as the case may be. So in order for you to be able to get those products or those goods, you must be willing, you must have the ability to pay for them. So you were not redeemed for pleasure. Praise God. As some persons think, you are not redeemed, you are not saved, you are not delivered. For self aggrandizement, you were not delivered, you were not saved for self gratification. You were saved, you were delivered, you were redeemed, you were bought, you were rescued for servanthood. No wonder the Apostle Paul writing to the churches. Normally, open the letters with this statement: "Slaves, bond servants, messengers of the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Son." They recognized that they were being saved for service. Discipleship is a preparation for service. Matthew chapter 10 told us that disciples were called. When they were called, firstly that they may be with the one who called them. They sat at his feet to learn before they were sent out to carry out the assignment. Today, many of us are running to the forefront, not willing, ready, firstly, to be taught, to be trained on how discipleship is being done. Praise the Lord. Once again, any following of Christ, any learning of who the person of Jesus Christ is that does not cost you anything is not Christ at all. Is not Christ at all. Many of us believers claim to be following, but not wholeheartedly. We have not done this convincingly. We are still here to be convinced. The disciples were convinced. Why? Because he said when he called them, they went to be with him first. Many of us are called. But now, we are not with the master. We have went ahead of the color. No wonder we fail. No wonder we fall into the traps. No wonder we are a snail by the wicked one. Why? Because we disregard the place of discipleship. We neglect the place. Of discipleship. Praise God. The cross signifies persecution. The day you are enlisted into the the group called believers in Christ, that day your persecution began. That very day. And from that day, your your cross is prepared before you. Many of us want to follow Christ today, not willing to take the cross. You take the cross when you have been able to put aside all that, verse 26 of Luke chapter 6, verse, sorry, you, you, you are able to take the cross when you have been able to fulfill all that is written in verse 26 of this Luke chapter 14. Praise God. So there is no following There is no discipleship yet unless the love for the things of the world, the things that belongs to the earth fade out, fizzle out of our mind completely. And no one can be my disciple no one can be my follower no one can be a learner under me no one can be my servant no one can be my student who does not carry his own cross and follow me now most people quote Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 without having a, a proper understanding of what the scripture is talking about uh, now. Let me give you understanding of what Matthew chapter six verse thirty-three. Of course, there are verses that precede Matthew chapter um, Matthew um, chapter, um, verse thirty-three. There are verses that precede verse thirty verse thirty-three of that Matthew chapter Matthew chapter six. Right? Praise God. Follow me. Did you uh, follow me? Uh, Diligently, right? Follow me cautiously and attentively so that you can um, have a a better picture and a better understanding of what you you have involved yourself in. Praise God. What you have involved yourself in. Now, what Jesus Christ was trying to pass across to his disciples there is this: It's in following me. I'm doing and practicing my way of life that causes the things of the world to follow you. Seeking first the kingdom and the way to live in the kingdom must be your primary objective in life, and that is where discipleship is. Putting other things first makes Your discipleship invalid. That is why he told his disciples again in Luke chapter 14 verse 26 that this is what you must do. You can't love the things that belong to this world more than me. I must be the first place in your life. I must take the best place and the first place in your heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. I hope you are being blessed tonight. Praise God. So that was how Jesus wanted to be. Not how we wanted to be. But what we are trying to do today is telling Jesus this is how discipleship, discipleship and followership should be. That is what believers Do every day. Directly and indirectly. Praise God. When he told them in Matthew chapter 6 and in Luke chapter 12, he said, Do not worry. Do not fret. Do not be anxious. But do what? Seek first the kingdom of God. Why? Why? Worry is of the world, not of the kingdom. Anxieties of the world, not of the kingdom. It does not belong to the Father. Neither does it belong to the Son. The day you make up your mind to follow Jesus Christ, from that very day, your life becomes the military-like kind of lifestyle. Paul's letter to Timothy said, endure hardship, endure hardness. The hardness there had to do with suffering, the labor, the movement of sobering, the moment of fervency in prayer as a true Sodia or as a good Sodia of Christ. Sodias of Christ are built in the place of discipleship. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, the question is, have you taken your cross? Have you signed your death warrant? Jesus Christ asked James and John, when they were intending to sit on his right hand and on the left hand side. He said, are you able to drink of the cup that I'm about to drink? He said, yeah. So there is a cup to drink. There is a cup of affliction to drink. There is a cup of crucifixion to drink in discipleship. Not until discipleship costs you something. It is not yet A discipleship of following Christ. Praise the Lord. We are often not taught these things these days. We are often not taught. Because we have left... The foundation that Christ laid for us. Now let me read to you, Matthew chapter, sorry, Second Timothy, chapter two. I will read from verse one. Second Timothy Chapter. Open your Bible with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Let's read from verse 1. O Timothy, my son, be strong with the strength Christ Jesus gives to you. For you must teach others those things you and many others have heard me speak about. Teach these great truths to trustworthy men who will, in turn, pass them on to others. Verse 3, take your share of suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. As a what? A good soldier. Not as a good eater. Or a good rester. Just as I do. Verse 4. And as Christ's soldier, do not let yourself become tied up in worldly affairs. So if you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, what do you do? Do not let yourself become tied up in worldly affairs. Praise God. In worldly affairs. For then you cannot satisfy the one who has enlisted you in his army. Disciples are armies of Christ. I'll read that verse to you again. Because it's quite interesting to see how believers live out their life today, followers of Jesus Christ, students of the Bible, how they live out their life And yet, they profess to be disciples. The day you decided to follow Christ, the body of Christ rested on you. But maybe you are yet to realize it because you have not been taught the essence of the journey You are about to embark on, or you have already embarked on. Praise God. Let me read that verse 4 again. And as Christ's Sodium, do not let yourself become tied up in worldly affairs. No military man. That is at the warfront, facing his opponent. That will have time to be receiving phone call or be chatting away. The dangerous, dangerous moment facing him. Of course, many Christians do that. You'll be amazed the recklessness that is in the church today. You'll be amazed the weakness that is in the church today. The inability to study God's word, the inability to fast, the inability to pray. The inability to win souls for Christ. Failure in witnessing. Because the truth of the matter is you cannot give what you don't have. You cannot give what you don't have. Only disciples, again, only disciples can stand in these last days. Not churchgoers. goes not church members, not the missed multitude, not the crowds. No. But the one who the world fell into the good ground in his or her heart and the seed brought forth harvest in 30-fold, in 60-fold, and in 100-fold. Not the one that fall at the wayside, or the one that fall on the stony ground, or the tongues. No. Those ones can't withstand the test of time, because the Bible clearly describes way a manner of life. Christianity is a call to suffering. Let me not hide it from you. Is a call to hardship. Praise God. The primary reason for Christianity is a call to servanthood, is a call to service, is a call to labor, is a call to labor. Praise the Lord, is a call to labor. I want to appreciate God that this message is coming to us in a time like this. Because most of us place our eyes on the reward. Before the reward comes, there is suffering that, pre- that precedes the reward that follows. The problem is that many of us have left nothing at all. And we claim to be following Jesus Christ. Now turn with me to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. I have something to read out to you there. Matthew chapter 19. Let's look at the scripture from verse 27. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Spirit of God. Matthew chapter 19 from verse 27. I read. Remember, I'm reading from the Living Bible. Then Peter said to him, as to Jesus, We left everything to follow you. You see the word they follow. It's the same thing as disciple. The same thing as what? A learner. The same thing as a student. Then Peter said to him, We'll, we left everything to follow you. What will we get out of it? Maybe you too have asked that question before now. At one point in time in your life, and Jesus replied, When I, the Messiah, shall sit, upon my glorious throne in the kingdom, you, my disciples, shall certainly sit on twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Praise God. Verse 29, And anyone who gives up his home Again, earthly things, brothers, sisters, father, mother, wife, children, all property to follow me, shall receive a hundredfold, shall, sorry, shall receive a hundred times as much in return, and shall have eternal life. But what do you need to do? You must have to forsake everything. So, what will what even grant them the access to sit with Him in the kingdom is in verse 29. Praise God. It's in verse 29. Verse 29. So, not until verse 29 has been accomplished. Then, verse 28 cannot be approved. Now, let me read the same account to you again in Mark chapter 10. Turn with me to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, I'll read from verse 28. Then Peter began to mention all that he and the other disciples had left. What have you left? Don't know about you. But the disciples left something that was dear to their heart. Praise God. Then Peter began to mention all that he and the other disciples had left behind. We have given up everything to follow you. He said. And Jesus replied. Let me assure you that no one was ever giving up anything, things like what earthly things again—home, brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, or property—for love of me, and to tell others the good news. Now, verse thirty: Who won't? be given back a hundred times over homes, brothers, sisters, mother, children, and land with persecutions. All these things, sorry, all these will be, all these will be his year on earth. And in the world To come, he shall have eternal life. So, the reward of God is not what should be your primary focus. How God reward you shouldn't be the first focus. That is why many persons are frustrated when they come into Christ the first time because they believe that when they get born again, Money will fall from heaven. Mansions automatically surround them. Everything starts flowing well. Let me tell you the truth. That that is the day your problem began. That is the day your your persecution, your trials. Because discipleship is designed to prepare you for warfare. I read that to you from 2 from Timothy chapter 2. That is when you are opened up for spiritual warfare. That is the reason why discipleship is constituted. So that you may learn how to put on the whole armor of God. So that you will be able to stand against the whites and against the fairy darts of the wicked one, of the enemy, of the devil. Praise God. Let me read that verse 30 again. Mark chapter 10, verse 30. Who won't be giving, who won't be giving back a hundred times over, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and land with persecution. So the hundredfold is going to come through purifying, purification of trials, of persecution, of afflictions. suffering, all these will be his here on earth. And in the world to come, he shall have eternal life. But the focus should not be the reward. No. If the reason why you became a Christian is so that you become rich, you become wealthy, you become Successful, materially speaking, you are going to run away very soon because you will be frustrated. You will be frustrated. You know why? That is not what the basics. That is not what the uh, the the foundation of Christianity is. And that is not what the foundation of Christianity is built upon. No. Praise God. Having this at the back of your mind prepare you to face the future properly in your walk with Christ. And I turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, let's read from verse 10. Now, this was Paul writing to the church of Ephesus by the Spirit, or through the Spirit of God that was in him. Last of all, I want, I want to read from verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. Please maintain the version of the Bible you are using. So I told you, I normally make use of um, my standard Bible for our meetings is usually the New King James Version. But I'm using this because of the way it is properly explained, all right? It's properly explained. That's the reason why I'm making use of this. Um, Like I normally do To I make use of different translation. But today, I just want to stay with one translation. Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. And last of all, I want to remind you that your strength must come from the Lord's mighty power within you. How is God's power built within you? It's built at the feet of Christ. through discipleship. Verse 11, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand safe against all strategies. That's the plans, the wives, and tricks of Satan. If you are not a disciple, you are not a learner, you are not a follower, you have not been taught you must fall for the tricks of the devil. And we have many believers in the world today because they have refused to be disciples, because they have refused to be students of the world. They have made shipwreck of their faiths because they have refused to leave the things of the world. They are frustrated. Themselves pierce themselves through with all manner of sorrows because of worldliness. Verse twelve: For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood. I like that expression there. King James version of the Bible will say, "For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood." But this translation says, "For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood." But against persons without bodies, the evil rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world, and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit's world. Praise God. I would like to read that part again. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies, the evil rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world, and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. Praise God. The reason why the disciples were able to cast out demons, heal the sick, and raise the dead is because they were first with the Lord Jesus. He taught them first before sending them out. Going outside there without being taught as a disciple, without having been schooled, without having died to serve, You, we, are most certainly faith. Most certainly you will fail. Praise God. Verse 13. So use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy whenever he attacks. You see, that is why a disciple, the life of a believer, the life of a Christ's followers. The life of Christ's disciple is full of warfare. The world hates you because of what you have not believed. You face all manner of opposition, all manner of adversaries. Within and outside your home. You become a spectacle to the world. You become a threat to the society. You become an object of ridicule in the eyes of your fellow men. Why? Because of the decision you have made to deny yourself, to take up your cross, and follow Christ. Praise God. Verse 14. Okay, verse 13. Let me read it again. So use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy whenever he attacks. And when it is all over, you will still be standing up. Christianity is not a mouth talk. What do I mean by matter of Christianity is not in words. It's not in speeches. Christianity is not an inaugural speech. Praise God. Verse 14, but to do this, you will need the strong beds of truth. If you have not, if, if you have not been with the Lord Jesus Christ, you have not been taught the way of Jesus Christ, you can never be a man of truth. You can never be a truth. Because one of the things that discipleship will cost you now is that you can no longer live a life of deception. You are only permitted to live a life of truth. You cannot inflate figures again. You cannot increase the amount in receipt. You must put the actual price there. You must live a truthful life. So, one of the things that discipleship will cost you is that you can no longer be a liar. Your yes must be yes, your no must be no. And this is where many of us are having a problem today. We are Christian and we call ourselves disciples. We still inflate government projects. We still take percentages from lies that we have mixed and cooked up with our friends in inflating government figures. I don't know where you are working, but one thing that, your, that discipleship must cost you is honesty. You must live a truthful life. By all means, it becomes your lifestyle. Whether you like it or not. Praise God. The Lord is good. Holy Spirit, thank you for teaching us. And the breastplate of God's approval. The breastplate of God's approval. Any hindrances, any that want to stand against your not being properly kitted, not being properly uh, dressed, every weight must be laid aside, otherwise, you are not approved yet. We the sh- wear shoes that are able to speed you on all as you preach the good news. Or peace with God, you must witness that become your lifestyle. One of the things that discipleship will cost you again now, among others, there are very many, but to note to, to name a few. Your life is not living in the public domain. Praise God. You must have to announce Christ to others, even if you were once a criminal. You were once a murderer like like Paul. You must let the world know that you are not the man you used to be. You cannot join them in the office. You cannot connive with them to steal anymore. Why? Because you are a child of God. Because you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. In every battle, you will need faith as your shield to stop the fairy arrows aimed at you by center. These are defensive equipments that will enable you to face The warfare you are being listed into as an army of Christ. Faith is a must, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. May the Lord help us. And you will need a helmet of salvation. You will need a helmet of salvation. You must hold on to what you believe. Praise God. You must hold on to the confession of your faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God is what gives light. The Word of God is what brings understanding. The word of God is an instrument of warfare. So, you must believe in the one who has saved you and his ability to keep you to the end, even in the midst of nothing. In the midst of nothing. And of course, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, he said, This book of the Lord, you must meditate in it day and night so that you may observe to do all that is written in it. It's only by doing so that you will become prosperous and have good success. So, if you are the one that, you are the type that don't have time to study the word of God, discipleship following Christ is going to cost you time and energy poured out into the word of God, not until then, you are not a disciple. Praise God. You are not a disciple. When you cannot give your time to prayer, to meditation, to discipline of your flesh, I tell you, you go nowhere and you are not a disciple yet. You are not. You are not a disciple. Christianity is not for jokers. Christianity is not for mediocrats. mediocrats. No. Christianity is not for jokers. Christianity as a matter of fact is not for lazy people. Laziness cannot be enlisted into the military. That is why in in the military there are requirements. There are certain criteria you must have to meet in order for you to be enlisted. There are disciplines, there are trainings that you need to undergo before you can be fully recognized as a military, as a soldier. In Christianity, it's the same thing. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 1. Praise God. Philippians chapter 1, verse 29. Let me start from verse 29. we read to the last verse, verse starting. Philippians chapter 1, verse 29. For to you has been given the privilege not only of trusting him, talking about Jesus, but also of suffering for him. Verse 30, we are in this fight together. What kind of fight? Spiritual warfare battles. You have seen me suffer for him in the past. And I am still in the midst of a great and terrible struggle now. As you know so well. See, if you are not ready to fix any battle, don't get involved in this work of Christianity. He said they called them Christians in Antioch. Why? Because of what they exhibited. Now let, Let's turn to Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. Let's see. Um, let me look. Should be verse. Okay, verse twenty-six, not twenty-two. Verse. Verse twenty. Acts chapter eleven, verse twenty-six. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch, and both of them stayed there for a full years, teaching the many new converts, teaching the many new converts, it was there at Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. The manner Paul and Barnabas conducted themselves in Antioch, they were recognized as being disciples of Jesus Christ. So believers were first called in Antioch as being Christian. Why? Because they have the attributes of Christ, they lived as one who had been with Christ. That is what discipleship is. Discipleship is to manifest Christ in you, it is the refining of you until you become like the one whom you are being refined, like. Christianity is knowing. Discipleship is knowing. Let me show you something again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Spirit of God, I appreciate you. Thank you for unveiling the scriptures to your people. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Praise God. Um. Let me look for a, a somewhere to take it now. I want to look for somewhere I can take it. Somewhere I can take it. Okay. Let me take it from verse 1. Right? I will jump here and there. Verse 1. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 1. Whatever happens, dear friend, be glad in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you this. And it is good for you to hear it again and again. Watch out for those wicked men, dangerous dogs. I call them who say you must be circumcised to be saved. Verse four. Yet I jump verse three. Yet if anyone ever had reason to hope that he would, that he could save himself, it would be I. If others could be saved by what. They are certainly I could, all right. Verse five. For I went through the Jewish initiation ceremony when I was eight days old, having been born into a pure-blooded Jewish home at that was a branch of the original Benjamin family. So I was a real Jew, if there ever was one. What was more. I was a member of the Pharisees who demanded strictest obedience to every Jewish law and custom, and sincere verses. Yes, so much so that I greatly persecuted the church, and I tried to obey every Jewish rule and regulation, right down regulation regulation right down to the very last point. But all these things that I once thought very worthwhile, now I have thrown them all away so that I can put my trust and hope in Christ alone. Verse 8, Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the priceless gain of knowing Christ Jesus. Remember, I'm going to verse 10. My Lord, knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, I have put aside all else, counting it worthless than nothing, in order that I can have Christ. That my, my goal, my heart desire, I've forsaken every other thing. I want Christ, all right? I need Christ. Verse 9, and become one with Him. No longer counting on being saved by being good enough or by obeying God's laws, or the Jewish law, but by trusting. Christ to save me for God's way of making us right with himself depend on faith counting on Christ alone you can see Christ alone that being with Christ alone being taught of Christ alone knowing Christ alone now look at verse 10 now I have given up everything x ex- remember I asked you before what have you given up Peter said, we have left all. Now this man is telling us again here, now I have given up everything else. I have found it to be the only way to really know Christ. Not until you leave every other thing else, you won't know the true way. You won't know the true art of discipleship. You won't know the true art of followership. You won't know the true art of servanthood in coming to the person of Christ and to experience the mighty power that brought him back to life again and to find out what it means to suffer and to die with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. And to find out what it means to suffer and to die with him. I told you, the day you became a Christian, you signed your death warrant. The day you made up your mind to become a a disciple of Jesus Christ, you open up yourself to become an object of ridicule, to become a spectacle in the eyes of the world. Praise God. The Lord is good. So I want to close here today we are going to continue next time looking at the cost of discipleship. Lift up your voice. Let's begin to appreciate God. Thank Him for His Word that have come your way today. Appreciate Him. Give Him all the glory. Give Him all the praise. Adore Him. Father, we bless you. We exalt you. We magnify your name. Thank you for your Word. To your people tonight, thank you for your spirit that have come to teach us. Blessed be your name, Lord God, be magnified, be exalted, be uplifted. Thank you, ancient of days. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I believe every one of you were blessed today. Praise God. So endeavor to keep yourself under the tutor, under the teaching, under the guidance of our Lord Jesus Christ and quit living for yourself so that you can completely live for Christ and forsake everything that has to do with the world so that you can meet up with Christ and meet up with, with his demand and never make reward your primary concern in the kingdom. Don't make prosperity, your primary concern. No, those are other things that, that are to be added according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But first of all, look for the kingdom. Look for righteousness. And that can only come to you through discipleship. And not until discipleship costs you something. It is not discipleship that leads to the way of Christ. Praise the Lord. God bless you for coming. I want to appreciate you, appreciate your time. Thank you for coming. Thank you. God bless you. Yes, for those of you listening online, I want to use this medium to uh, implore you, make sure you share this link with friends, with family, with um, um, everyone connected to you in one way or the other. Share it on the various social media platforms that you are in. Just make sure that the word of God is advancing right do your own part spread this word across spread this word across spread it across praise the lord as you do so the lord bless you the lord causes his face to shine upon you may you see the glory of the lord see the power of the lord release upon you your going out and coming in is blessed and whatsoever your hand found to do that is according to the will of god is blessed for you always your going out and coming in sustained and your provision is supply to you in Jesus' name. We are prayed. Amen. Till I come your way again? Remain blessed through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.